up on today's federal newscast. Democrats in the House put forward a budget proposal which stays away from federal retirement cuts. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue asks House Democrats to give USDA's relocation proposal a chance. And a new plan could see protocols put in place to reduce food waste at federal facilities. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Familiar proposals to cut federal retirement are absent from a new House budget proposal. While House Democrats are not putting forth a budget resolution for 2020, the measure they are considering does not include reconciliation instructions to find several billion dollars in savings through cuts to federal retirement. Instead, the House measure would set spending limits for 2020 and 2021. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says congressional leaders are putting a group together to begin discussing plans to reach a two-year spending deal. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue says House Democrats will come around on USDA's relocation proposal once they see the agency's final cost-benefit analysis. USDA wants $25 million to cover relocation costs of its proposed move of the Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture. A group of House Democrats, though, are urging appropriators not to budge on the funding request. Perdue says he's not sure his agency needs an appropriation to move ahead with its relocation plans. A federal interagency strategy from the Agriculture Department, the Food and Drug Administration, and the Environmental Protection Agency looks to reduce how much food is wasted. The strategy has six key areas, including enhancing interagency coordination and encouraging food waste reduction at federal facilities. IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick wants the authority to hire short-term IT talent in a matter of weeks, not months. He tells the House Appropriations Subcommittee President Trump's fiscal 2020 budget request would reauthorize critical pay authority for the IRS until the end of fiscal 2023, allowing the agency to hire up to 40 IT experts within a six- to eight-week time frame. Reddick tells lawmakers it currently takes an average of six to eight months to hire new employees. Agencies have new requirements for how to store digital temporary records. The National Archives and Records Administration issues a final rule outlining a revised electronic record management regulation, which includes standards for digitizing temporary federal records. Under the new rules, agencies may dispose of the original source records as long as they follow up five steps, including capturing all information from the original source and protecting against changes or deletions. NARA says the majority of federal records are temporary ones. Two senators hope to cut down on the amount of paper the federal government uses. Senators Ron Wyden and Sheldon Whitehouse bring forth the Federal Register Modernization Act. It would prohibit the government printing office from automatically printing copies of the Federal Register for members of Congress or federal employees for free. The senators say the bill will better utilize technology, ease administrative burdens placed on agencies, and promote the Federal Register's dedication to using digital platforms to better inform the public. The Small Business Administration's Office of the Chief Information Officer plans to update its Cybersecurity Assessment and Management, or CSAM, tool before the end of the month. This comes after SBA's Inspector General found its cloud systems inventory, as well as its cloud migration efforts, fell short of government-wide risk management, cybersecurity, and data mobility standards. The CIO's office says the update will demonstrate to auditors that vulnerability and baseline teams are using CSAM to update the agency's cybersecurity plans. 
OMB and GSA are falling short in putting the building blocks in place for the new payroll shared services effort. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The Trump administration lacks an implementation plan and has not yet identified key roles and responsibilities for its payroll modernization initiative called New Pay. The Government Accountability Office found several weaknesses in OMB and GSA's planning that could jeopardize the effort to move federal payroll providers to modern technology. OMB and GSA told GAO the administration has taken several steps to fix those shortcomings. These include creating a new pay implementation plan and a task order review board to administer standards and review all task orders for compliance with those standards. I'm Jason Miller. It's taking the Defense Department too long to implement new acquisition laws, so House Armed Services Ranking Member Mac Thornberry is prepared to punish the Pentagon if necessary. Thornberry says he's considering fencing some DOD funds in the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill to light a fire under the department's feet. Thornberry says there are still laws DOD has not moved on which could help with innovation and bringing non-traditional companies into the Pentagon's fray. Air Force General John Hyden is nominated as the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Hyden is currently the commander of U.S. Strategic Command. He also served as the commander of Air Force Space Command. If confirmed, Hyden will take over the vice chairman position for General John Selva. After extreme weather caused billions of dollars of damage to military bases in the past year, Congress wants answers on other bases that may be in danger. Federal News Network Scott Massioni is here to tell us about a new Pentagon report to Congress on the issue. The Defense Department says Hill Air Force Base in Utah is the most susceptible military installation in the United States to climate change. The evaluation comes from a Pentagon report ranking the top 10 military bases in each service threatened by climate change. Other highly threatened bases include Fort Hood in Texas, and Naval Air Station Key West in Florida. Representative Jim Langevin, who requested the report, says the study is rushed and fails to address overseas bases. I'm Scott Massioni. A former employee with the U.S. Army Reserve pleads guilty to wire fraud and stealing government money. The Justice Department says Ramon Torrey was involved in a kickback scheme involving a contract with a production company to create a public service announcement touting the 63rd Regional Support Command's accomplishments. He'll be sentenced in July. DOJ officials say he stole over $400,000 worth of government funds. The maximum amount of educational benefits the Veterans Affairs Department will pay under the GI Bill is going up 3.4% next year. VA announces new tuition benefits for veterans who use their GI Bill to attend public or private universities or vocational flight or correspondence schools. Benefits for the new academic school year will range from nearly $12,000 to $24,000. And the State Department launches a new way to warn travelers of risk areas. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. It's called the K-Indicator, and it stands for Kidnapping or Hostage Taking. State adds the K-Indicator to travel advisories for 35 countries, meaning people who travel there face elevated risks of being taken. The K-labeled nations include Mexico, the Philippines, Turkey, and Ukraine. The K appears in a circle at the top of the country's online listing, along with existing warnings for crime, terrorism, civil unrest, and war. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 